Today, we're with writer Anne Von Brock, who has spent more than 40 years in Asheville, North Carolina. Hi, Anne. Hi, Pam. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. What brought you to North Carolina? Where are you from originally? I grew up in Louisiana, in Baton Rouge, um, but I came up north here, up north to school, and went to UNC Greensboro, and then later went back to Louisiana, but then relocated in North Carolina, and we've been in Asheville for a little over 40 years. And is your background as a writer? What, what have you been doing? Well, my background is sociology, actually. As a child, I loved to write stories, and I actually thought I would go into journalism, but um, that was not the case, and so I spent my professional life writing grants and policies and business letters, etc. Only since I've retired have I been able to recapture the uh, pleasure that I get from writing fiction and well, poetry. Um, my guess is you saw a lot in the world of nonprofit. I learned, I have great stories. I learned a lot <laughs> and I have amazing stories of amazing people that I worked with over the years. So I think that probably contributes to my interest in writing again, because I learned so much from other people. And, and I know you're writing a collection of stories or poems right now, and that a lot of them revolve around old shoes. Is that correct? It is. I've had somewhat of an obsession driving down the road and seeing the abandoned shoe in the middle of the highway or on the side of the road and puzzling, worrying actually, about how that shoe got there and what's the story behind it. So upon my retirement, I started getting going out and taking photographs when I could get to them safely and taking a picture of the shoes and then looking at them, studying them and trying to decide what, what could be the story behind how that shoe got there. And they are incredible stories. I've had the pleasure of hearing several of them. I know today you've written a very serious piece, a poem. You might want to talk a little bit about maybe the shoe behind the poem and the poem itself before you read it. Sure, I'm glad to do that. In 2018, I went on a trip to along the Blues Trail with some friends. We went to Memphis, we went down through the Delta and Mississippi, Natchez, New Orleans, and then on our way back to Asheville, we decided to stop in Montgomery where they had just opened in April of 2018 the National Lynching Memorial, which is formally formally called the National Memorial for Peace and Justice. Mm. And mm. we were so struck by what we saw there. They have these amazing bronze scales from every county in the country where they've been able to verify a lynching. Mm. There are obviously many lynchings that have gone unreported and, and, and unknown, but the ones that they could verify, they put the names of these folks on these scales. I found the one for Buncombe County, which is where Asheville is, and there were three names on there. I took a photo of it and um, have kept that photo since 2018 and thought and thought and thought about it. As we left the museum, interestingly enough, we saw a pair of boots, work boots, men's work boots that were um, covered in some like cement dust or something like that. And so I took a picture of those boots. So I've had the boots and the scale in my head for all this time. And then back in May, with the murder of George Floyd and the subsequent murders of men and women of color throughout our country, it's brought that back to me, and I finally decided I needed to sit down and put some words on paper. And we're so glad you did. The poem that you've come up with is titled Buncombe County, North Carolina, Uncovered. Take it away. 
Mr. Humphreys, Mr. Brackett, Mr. Rankin, since 1888, your shrouded death hidden. Massive steel block on stout metal pipe weighs your now revealed names. 128 years passed until jars were filled, soil scraped from ground beneath your swinging feet. Murmurs of your possible misdeeds, argued with a white co-worker, smiled at a fair-skinned girl, embraced a white woman, maybe none of the above. It never got a full telling. Such arrogance to speak up for yourself, such lack of caution feeling happy, such foolishness thinking you had the right, maybe such misfortune to be the nearest target. Could you know they'd snatch you up, drag you off the train, change your clothes to match accusers' stories, overpower the law and break into your cage, haul you to their chosen site, costume you in nasty rag blindfold, wire-bound bracelet, hemp necklace loosely roped, hoist you up on frightened horse's back, tug you into swarming madness, prop you up on skittish, quivering, anxious beast, pelt you with mud, rocks, black walnuts, surround you with ferocious, tight-pitched roars full of false bravado. Beyond the unbearable fear, what images pounded in your head? Your home, your family, your God? Swing low, sweet chariot, gratefully unaware of when the horse would be lashed to tear across the green. When the church folks cut you down at sunrise, carried you to senior Mr. Ray, he pressed your lids, masking eyes of terror, cleaned your soiled lower pride, buried you quickly, quietly, in a cemetery long neglected, now forgotten. And that was the end. Except for whispered stories, families grieving, suffering, passing down horrors of unacknowledged history. Except for children brought to see a hanging. They didn't forget, just didn't understand. Baffled by mounted souvenir twigs, snapped from your swinging tree. But they grew up to tell their children what they saw. And those children told their children, who at last began to understand how victors reshape history. Battles to unearth our inherited sins finally underway, so late, so long in coming. Thank you for sharing your names, your unsalvageable tragedy. Your truth is our loss. Your story is our obligation. Our history is our duty. I'm sorry. I'm sick. I'm stricken. Mr. Humphreys, Mr. Brackett, Mr. Rankin. I don't have words, Anne. That was so good. Thank you. Um, I can't wait to see where that's going to be published, along with the other things you write. Thank you so much. That one's particularly special. Okay. Talk to you again soon, I hope. Great. Thank you so much, Pam.
Bye-bye.